Hello, welcome to episode 97 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege, what we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. If you notice an obscene <laughs> delay there, it's because we're going over Discord. For some reason, there's a huge delay right now on Discord. Uh, it's like old Twitch streams where we have to wait like 30 seconds for the streamer to see your chat. Um, yeah. So this is what I'm I'm trying to see what Ryan says before he says it. And then I try to react to it. So it doesn't seem like there's a delay. But there's there's yeah. a good reason for our Discord Discord happenings right now instead of being in person. Yes, it's uh, COVID season among the Davis family. It's a good time. It's, it's a really good time. Chris, I have I have Chris the most mild infected. case of coronavirus. Wait, ever. I, you don't have a positive result though yet, right? No, that's not true. I, yeah, I don't have a positive result yet. But we've had we've had positive results uh, amongst our siblings and parents and everybody else that we saw around Christmas time. So it's it's running rampant through our small community. Uh, but everybody's good. No worries. Everybody's fine. Um, Chris is sick, and I'm not. I'm I'm feeling good. So. And I, I, for being sick with coronavirus, I feel pretty dang great. It's probably uh, because of that Ma Energy he drink. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It, the stuff is, it's not only energy for games, it's, it should replace your Zycam that you're taking when you get a cold. This stuff is all medications, really. Uh, like immune... uh, chemotherapy. Uh, right. You know, right. Uh, this... whatever, whatever else. Just replace it's, it with uh, It's amazing stuff. It's drinkmaw.com slash r6pod. You get a free free trial jar. You just play shipping and they give it to you. They have a new flavor called, uh, what is it called? Melon? Uh, Mythic Melon. Mythic Melon. There you go. Mythic Melon. It's it's actually pretty good. I finally tasted it. One of the Maw guys gave me a, gave me a bit of a sip. It's real and... good. Yeah, I had some <laughs> actually too. It's real good. It tastes like a Jolly yeah. Rancher. It actually tastes like, I would still say Blue Buzz is my favorite. But agreed. The uh, mythic melon, it's Jolly Rancher flavor, basically. Yeah, it's good. Uh yeah, so go drinkmaw.com slash r6 pod to get your free what did we decide it was? Bottle? Jar? I think I've decided it's a tub. It's not tub, a jar slash, right. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get your free tub of Ma Energy at drinkmaw.com slash r6 pod. Disclaimer, we are not doctors. This is not medical advice. <laughs> okay. I, speak for yourself over there, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really know your credentials. You could be a doctor, doctor of sucking at siege. This kid mm-hmm. freaking solo placed into plat just barely. I did, I did do that, and also he's I chewing. Had... So those of you who have aversions to chewing sounds, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, well you have to you have to eat your pizza. I made a pizza, put it in the oven, got it out just before the podcast. And now I'm eating it. I mean, um, it's a no, good point. You, you, you're infected with coronavirus. It's important that you have good nutrition. So that frozen right. pizza is really, really important to your ability to fight off. We've this. Got, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, it's good. We've got the bread. We've got my carbs. I've got the cheese and the pepperonis. There's my protein. I'm sure there's some glucose in there somewhere. T- tomato sauce is your vegetable. Right. I, there's <laughs> healthy. Um, no, I did. I did. I solo queued myself into platinum. I will not play another match. 10, yeah, 10 in, I looked into done. plat 3. I, uh, yeah, I was locked in my room for, I streamed for nine hours straight yesterday. I'm locked in my room, so. Yeah, shout outs to uh, stream crew. If you want to be on the stream crew, just join the Discord and freaking, first of all, you can just follow us on Twitch. I'm RyGuyWRYGUY, and he is just hello with three O's. Uh, follow us on Twitch and YouTube, and then also join the Discord and in the role assignment channel, you can get a role that will will ping you every time we're streaming so you never miss it so be on the stream crew it's why fun. Are you, yeah why are you anonymous wombat oh what the heck are you talking about on google docs right now oh because i p- opened it with my other browser so we have a google docs that has like what we're talking about mm, it just because i gave him a link to it it just says anonymous wombat is editing the file should i change that to my I'm thinking, uh, what is this thing in here should i change my, it's my an name artist to anonymous wombat Probably okay. So anyway, Probably, I'm yeah. sorry. We have just been rambling. Uh, it's the foggy minds with the COVID. It's not our fault. Neon Dawn. We're going to talk a little bit more about Neon Dawn. I know that we've been covering this over the past few weeks, but now we've got a little bit more playtime under our belt. So just a few more thoughts. Um, Chris has something about Jaeger. He's going to say oil pits, Jaeger thingies. So uh, oh. there's that. And then uh, mm-hmm. Chris wants to talk again about one shot headshots. And 
current thoughts. Just yeah, just a real quick. Quickly. Uh, I don't know. Thoughts. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about little, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Siege at the moment. So uh, just random news and goings on. Uh, the reputation system, of course, is something that came out recently that we haven't really talked about yet. So we will talk about that. Uh, introduce a new Discord discourse topic. I guess we should just read this right now, huh? Since we didn't do Discord discourse uh, last time. So the, the next Discord discourse yeah. will be what should Siege do to encourage players to return and or bring in new players? So this is a common thing that people ask about um, in like podcast questions and stuff. We just wanted to get, you know, all the community. Let's talk about this and talk about how Siege can entice players to come back or to try out Siege for the first time. So that'll be in the Discord discourse channel in our Discord server, and you can share your thoughts there. And then we'll do listener questions, as we always do. So without further ado, Chris, tell me about your 10 placement matches in Neon Dawn. Yeah, so I actually, I played Siege, you guys. As I, wow. as I say, one quick match a day makes the podcast not go afray. Um, I, okay, first of all, Skyscraper, the map gets banned every single time it comes up. Just like Chalet does. I don't know if that's because people don't know the map or they hate it. Probably a little bit of both. I think people hate the map and I think they just don't know it. So they're banning it. I don't get why people are still banning Chalet because Chalet is a... Ryan is making the weirdest faces hey, on the Discord. I know. This is an I'm audio sure. podcast. Keep it to audio. <laughs> yeah, but I see his face and he's making these weird like chipmunk looking <laughs> wombat faces. <laughs> um. Anyway, as I was saying... uh. Yeah, played my matches, forgot what I was saying right before that. But basically, I think Neon Dawn is actually like in a good, it's a good spot for Siege. It was actually bands. like fun yes. to play. The bands? That they banned. Oh, Matt Bands. bands. Yes, yeah, Skyscraper. I, I still don't get why people are banning Chalet because it's a good, like honestly, Chalet is a fun map. But they're they're banning Skyscraper, which is good because I've played a couple of quick matches of it even more. And it just is not fun. It's just not fun. Yeah, and it's there's still spawn speaking and a little bit of spawn speaking, a little bit of runouts and spawn peaking, and that's the next operator. Whatnot. And <laughs> the spawn speaker, <laughs> <laughs> just and the, it's just, I think just not knowing where like the windows are now because you're trying to look for like old spawn peaks and not knowing where the new ones are is just annoying. And part of that is one shot headshots becoming a problem, but whatever. Um, and then Aruni, I actually think Aruni is kind of fine. I think she is really really strong, um, and especially on certain sites, she can be even stronger. Like, for example, Coastline um, Hookah, she's pretty strong there. She can put one on the big window. She can put one on the, just like the regular uh, balcony door that goes into Hookah. And then she puts one like from Aqua into the billiards room. And it kind of like locks off the objective a little bit, especially from projectiles and stuff. And then you just, you re-hit them when they throw something through. They can't throw drones through the big window or anything. So it's actually, mm-hmm. she's she's good. Um, I I have yet to get myself into a situation where I can't get through, but I did see an IQ kind of get stuck. She had 33 health, so she had enough to walk through one, but that was all she had, and she went through with only three health left and then got hit by an Elamine and then got shot. So oh, wow. kind of felt bad for the IQ. Yeah. But it, do, it does suck that, like, I, I play a lot of Twitch, and it sucks that I go through, and I, there's just nothing I can do to it. Like, I can't, I can't even, like, jump my Twitch drone into it to destroy it so I can walk through, you know? Like, I have to make sure I have flashbangs, or I'm throwing a twitch drone through it instead of like there's nothing i can do so that is kind of annoying but i think she's actually maybe fine i do still think that there should be some way to disable it without having to throw something through it if you can see it on the other side or you have a twitch drone or something but Mm -hmm. i don't know um especially with like the 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 biggest problem i've seen with it is like organ trying to push through the bunker um side if they have an aruni gate there you can disable it and we they have like that a mirror a window. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. But they have like that mirror window there and then they can like sit there for 30 seconds and hold you back and then just hit it again 30 seconds later and it's just burning time through the round. But right. Yeah, Cause that, that spot's so hard to get through anyway. And it's so dependent mm-hmm. on like throwables and stuff. And like they can eat, like if you burn the thing or, or take down the Aruni thing, they can easily wait 30 seconds, like hold off another 30 seconds and pop it back up again. So it's like, it's not, I don't know. It's feels broken in that spot to me um but other than that, i think neon dawn is actually fun i am still very frustrated that they took away the deployable shield from a <laughs> i support them removing 
the playable shields in Siege. Like I, 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 I understand that they're strong, and I think there should be less in general. But they shouldn't have removed it from Momai. I get that they did it because they want players to have to play together. But when you're solo queuing, you have to hope someone's going to pick the C4 over, I mean, pick the deployable shield over like impacts or a C4 or barbed wire or something. And then not only that, but you have to hope that they're going to put it in a specific spot specificically for you who's a random solo queue right. player. Yeah, I feel like, like for Womai, it's never going to happen. That was such a strong part of his kit. To, like, that's what, uh, in a lot of ways, made him a very useful operator. Um, beyond just picking Jaeger. Uh, so it's it's really sad to for him to have lost it. Um, I did see... I hopped onto your stream for a little bit yesterday, I think, and I, I saw you on Border. You went to go set up a uh, deployable shield in the fountain room, and <laughs> you threw out an impact. Impact myself? Yeah. <laughs> and you started yelling at yourself. I even knew... <laughs> I even knew too. I started that round and I, I said, I always play the spot with Wamai with the shield, but I don't have the freaking shield. So I'm just going to try to play it without the shield. And I'm doing the setup. I'm throwing the Wamai gadgets and I go and throw the impact right where I normally put the shield. And I was like, I, I knew I couldn't do that. I knew. Yeah. I even said before I did this, I'm going to try to do the same spot without the shield. And I still try to put the shield down. Yeah. It's so dumb, funny. Stupid idiot. You are a dumb, stupid idiot. It's true. Okay. Um, anyway. So that's where we're at on Neon Dawn. So. A Rooney strong in certain spots, but not totally broken. Is that kind of where we're settling? Yeah, she she has a knack though for siege timing. I was I was playing bank basement and I held the like garage entrance for kid you not, I had my scope in the same exact spot for 30 seconds. Like this is not an exaggeration. I will post this to Reddit because I think this is a good this is a good upvoted post coming up here but (laughs) literally from the three minute it was a quick match three minute and five second mark and i said i even said out loud i'm gonna hold this spot until 2 30 and then i'll move and so i'm sitting there not even moving my cursor until 2 30 i see 229 and i get up and lean away someone appears right there and i thought aruni's broken this stupid operator she has a knack for siege timing and it just happens (laughs) i was pissed off i got the kill anyway but it was like you've got to be kidding me just that is the most annoying thing, and there's just like there's it's it's all confirmation bias, right? Like it you you notice it because it like because it happens because all all the times that you go away, nothing does happen. It's like not remarkable, but it's the times that it, that somebody does pop up right as you go away that it, that you remember it. So it's it's just all confirmation bias, but it's it's still so frustrating. It's it's just dumb. It's just stupid. What's the stupid nook doing a whole minute after the round started? Now finally coming into garage. That's a minute later. That's a minute yeah. later. Yeah. Um, I do still think Aruni, like the just the way they designed her is stupid and like it is she functions totally differently from basically every other operator for no reason at all, and I think it's dumb. Um but we do have a she, good podcast question about that though. Okay, should we do now? Or do you want to wait till podcast no. questions? Okay. We should wait till podcast questions. That's, well, it's a teaser, guys. Stick around for podcast questions. Okay, tell me about this Jaeger note you have here i have no idea what this yeah is i just i just wanted to show you guys how good i am at this game so there oh, i was okay. there i was playing clubhouse and you know we're playing cash and cctv you know or whatever it's called security cctv anyway CCTV. we're playing mm-hmm. that objective i kill two people like at the bottom of the garage stairs probably like the rounds like coming to an end i was where was I? I don't know. I was on like first floor lounge or something. And I came in through like the other garage door, the garage door that goes into like the lounge. And there were two people like at the garage door, like by the stairs. And they're both like starting to go up the stairs. And I killed one going up the stairs and the other one just outside the garage door. And that guy dropped the kit. And I was like, oh, kit's here. There's only two people left on the other team. I'm just going to like sit. I'm just going to stand here by this garage door, like this, the open barricaded garage door right here. And so I was just kind of standing there waiting. My teammate kills one guy and then my teammate dies and it's 1v1 and the guy like killed him in cash. And so I was like, well, the kit's here. It's 30 seconds left. So I just dropped into the oil pit and sat there and I was like, he's going to come down the garage stairs. He's going to go back up the garage stairs because I don't think he's going to risk going up red if he doesn't know where I am. So I dropped down the oil pit. My teammates are like calling him out and they're like, he has like, he's going to plant. And I was like, no, I have kit outside the garage door. They're like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, this is good. So I'm sitting there in the oil pit and they're calling him out like, oh, he's on 90 rafters. He's coming down the stairs and I'm just sitting there. And then there's like seven seconds left. And I was like, well, I'm just not doing anything. So I just kind of hid in the oil pit. I crouched down and just looked at the wall and the time ended. And I'm so happy that this happened. I, after the time ended, I like leaned out and like looked up and he's standing there at the top of the oil pit looking down the ladder. And I was like, oh, I'm glad you see me. 
Oh my just gosh. It so much better. Like if yeah, I never saw him, he just would have been mad, but it's like, yeah, I am. I'm right here. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> it was it just really so funny. My, team, my whole team was very happy with me. They're like, that was such a good play. I was like, I, I know, I know. There's nothing so I love better than running out the clock on attackers because you're holding the kit. It's like, it's my favorite thing about Siege. I love yep. it. It was great. Anyway, that's all. Okay. And then tell me about one shot headshots. Oh yeah, this is quick. Okay, so uh, there's there's always the argument that one shot headshots, and I have I have come to like really hate these the more I've been playing Siege. But there's the argument that it's what makes Siege Siege, which I think is already wrong. But then the thing is, in early Siege, one shot headshots didn't really exist because of the hit reg issues. Like the hit reg issues weren't as bad as everybody tried to make them out to be. But there were times where you would definitely shoot people in the head a couple of times and they wouldn't die. They yeah. never really existed in the game. Like they did exist. They never existed until yeah, kind of. <laughs> but until the game like got fixed to the point where it's like pretty dang good with hit reg and stuff like that. Like now it's like you can lean out, peek, like touch them, and then and it's just become yeah. more of a problem as people have gotten better at the game and mm-hmm. it's changed how the game is played. And that's that's not what Siege used to be. So that's just yeah, my the, only the thing, thing is, I like, want to say about it. <laughs> I super agree that like it's so frustrating to like those like really quick peaks where people have like they've just memorized right where the head's going to be and like I I I get and I recognize that that's like that's skill right they've taken time to develop that skill and like and that's fine but I just don't think that makes the game fun I think that makes the game frustrating um and like but I don't know that taking away one shot headshots is the best solution for that I think it would be better if there was more penalty to uh aim when you were moving uh, you know, if there was just more randomness, more recoil, like that kind of thing. And so that way, like doing those quick peaks wouldn't pay off as often. Um, but if you were the guy holding the angle that, you know, you should have an advantage when you're holding the angle. But a lot of times you don't because of uh, peaker's advantage and that kind of thing. Right. Or just like if they're just quick enough, you just can't react fast enough. And so, yeah, like I think I think if they did something to penalize people who are moving more than the guy who's sitting holding the angle now of course that brings in other considerations like now you're buffing defense essentially more than offense and like how does offense push into tight angles and stuff like that and so i like i'm not saying that this is the solution they should do it tomorrow i'm just saying like i don't know like i I don't i i'm not totally on board with like let's kill one shot headshots tomorrow but i recognize there's a problem there i'm on board with that solution Uh, and 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 again, like the problem for me is just that it makes it not fun uh, to like. It's just not fun to instantly die um, and not really have a chance to do something about it. Um, okay, so let's talk about the current goings on in Siege. So um, you want to talk about issues with cheaters? Yeah. So I've just been, you know, perusing Twitter last perusing little while. The, the cheating websites, looking for the your next best cheat. Right. 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 Um. And there's there's a couple of things that people are saying about this this season in particular. First of all, everybody is talking about cheaters being a huge problem, and that mm-hmm. that's that's kind of been a thing. But this season seems particularly bad. I've obviously only played my ten ranked placement matches, and other than that, been quick match. So I can't say like I've seen a bunch of cheaters myself. But even when you and, have and in general. Pay, cheaters tend to be at the higher levels in general right so like it's it's yeah. the stream like the streamers who are playing all the time and are super good or like the pro players and stuff like it's these guys who are typically complaining about cheaters because they're seeing them a lot right. more often right and like the thing is like you, you see pengu complain you'll see king george complain but when you have like macy J starting to complain pretty frequently about cheaters actually being a problem it's like okay like maybe there really is like an issue with this this season because this is like the fifth or sixth person that I've seen. I and Tarot's talking about it. Kickstar is talking about it, like all pretty recently. Like, so this is clearly an issue that's happening this season. I don't, and I don't know why they don't have like some sort of fair fight thing. There should be something that goes in and says, "There's no way that you're 7.0 KD and you're level 52." Like that's just yeah. not possible. Like yeah. it, there should be something in there that's able to see that because it's just it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, anyway. yeah, it seems like, you know, now that ranked, you can't play ranked until level 50, like, you're telling me, so I guess what there's, I, like, I'm assuming that the people aren't cheating until they hit ranked, that they're boosting all the way through, or, or just playing, right, all the way through up to level 50, and then they start cheating when they play ranked. But, like, it, it that seems like that should be a big enough buffer that you're, you're able to catch people, that there's not a huge, a huge uh, volume of cheaters, because like it takes so long to get to the point where you would start cheating and ranked. 
So like, I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't get why it's such a big problem. Like, it seems like they're just m- missing a ton of like easy catches. Yeah, I, I mean, know. they need to do something. They do. I agree. They do. Um, and I hope that they know. I mean, they constantly say like we're working on the issue with cheaters, but it's like I feel like you got to do more than just work on the issue because <laughs> at this point, if all these people are complaining about it, that's not that's not good. Um, mm-hmm. Also, yeah, according to Twitter, people believe that the meta is in a good spot. They think Pro League is more fun to watch now. A lot of that has to do with just how they've removed a lot of the shields um, and the game's utility is more useful and utility is actually being used as utility instead of just a clear pass to shield. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically Twitter's view on Siege right now. Lots of problems with cheaters. A lot of people think Siege is dying still, which is not necessarily which true. Which is silly. <laughs> yep. Um, but, and the, but they like the meta. Yeah. But I guess Pro League's in a good spot, so good for them. Um, Invitational's coming up. 2021 Invitational will be in February, February 12th to the 14th. That should have a Year 6 reveal. Um, we don't know much about Year 6. We do know a little bit. But I can't remember what we know. <laughs> no, we no, we don't know. We don't really know anything about your six at all. The only thing we know is that the reputation system is going to come out full force in year six. Um, and the dates, February twelfth to fourteenth, were the, I guess those were the dates before coronavirus had really started happening. And so they are moving the dates likely, but it's still okay. going to be in February and it's going to be in Europe somewhere. So they're deciding on the dates, but it will it will have the year six reveal. Not that's that's a hundred percent going to be the case. So. That is, uh, that's coming up in just a month. We'll see what year six has in store. And hopefully that will give us some things that will actually do something to cheating. And maybe they'll, I, I just want them to mess with the basics of Siege. Like, I just, I really do. Yeah, it'd be fun to have big shakeups, I think. Um, and honestly, like, I think it'd be super fun if they limited the map pool even more in ranked. Like, uh, so, I mean, we've been playing a lot of League, League of Legends recently. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, so League of Legends just has one map. And, like, what where the variant comes in is with the champions, right? Which would be in siege, which would be the operators, right? And right. so, like, it's really satisfying. Uh, I mean, and obviously, first person shooters are different than than mobas. Um, and we we kind of said this, I think, recently, but it's it's just so satisfying being able to like memorize like how certain parts of the map work, and like not having to always have that be a variable, you know, where it's just like you you know where things are, you know how like bushes work in certain spots and you like you know where the objectives are and like it, ju- it just doesn't change and you you can focus 100% on who your champion is and who the enemy champions are and like and and understanding how that plays together and that's to me is like way more interesting than a new map um so yeah it it limits the variables like 100% because instead of trying to learn especially for new players right like i don't think i would be able to and I'm still kind of surprised I was able to catch on to League like as quickly. Like there's still people that I'm like, I don't know what this person does. I don't get why they're being able to kill me so fast. I don't get why they're healing so fast. And it's very annoying. But for some reason, I still play the game. And I don't know, like with Siege, I, I get so frustrated. Like when I took a two-year break and came back, I was getting so frustrated playing the dumb games. I was learning all these new maps and all these new operators. And I was just dying all the time. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that League of Legends, you come back and you get another chance like immediately and in Siege, it's like you're dead, yeah, sorry. You, yeah. You don't get to play again. Yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, like that that's something I'd like to see. It'll be exciting to see how your six reveal. We will be streaming it, so come watch us on stream. We'll stream it and react to it and give our thoughts on it as it goes. So uh, come do that. It's always been fun streaming those reveals and, and things with the community. It's a lot of fun, so... Uh, make sure you're uh, following our Twitch channels. Okay. Um, so yeah, talking about this reputation system, they kind of stealth put this out and it hasn't been like active. It's just been like measuring things and sort of giving them like sending them the the back end. Like, okay, this player would have gotten this, uh, this result right from, from their reputation. And then they can kind of evaluate that. So they've been able to make a lot of tweaks to it and kind of prove it out before it's actually out in public, which is really cool. A cool way of doing that. Um, and they gave us a, kind of just like a, a blog post on what it is and what it's about, but it's like, it's so unclear and vague as to be completely useless. Like there's nothing for us to talk about here with this reputation system because like they don't give any details in the text and then they provide these graphics that they don't explain. Uh, um, and half the, the stuff on the graphic is like blurred out. Yeah. It's like, 
I do not understand. <laughs> Maybe because they're saving it for the year six reveal, I suppose. But just like, then why even talk about it at all? Why not just give us like a teaser? Right. You know, uh, like if you if you just t- tweeted out one of these graphic images and just say like reputation system to be revealed in year six or whatever, and like we've been testing all your reputation, like some like clever thing about like we've been stealth testing your reputation or whatever. Like that would be way more hype than like this this thing they gave us. It's like so there's no information here but you wrote like a 300 word blog post about it <laughs> how do you how do you even write that much with like not telling us any <laughs> no information yeah i don't know yeah, yeah basically uh, basically all i know is it, it looks like there's a way to commend players or like you you can be commended by players it looks like they're this what it looks like is what kind of we've been saying where they need to monitor actions over a period of time instead of just mm-hmm. like one-time reports and right. that's that's basically what they're doing based off of like friendly fire, how many times gadgets are destroyed by friendlies, intentional team kills, how many times you're muted, communication abuse reports. And then they, over a period of time, start giving you sanctions because you're doing things too frequently. Um, but then it doesn't really say like how that works. So it's it's just funny. Toronto Will brought up a really good point too. He He's like, they talk about at the end of it, they're like, oh, we want to be totally transparent about what we're doing. But he's like, but at the same time, they secretly have had this out over the last year. <laughs> <laughs> like super transparent guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> doesn't really make sense but yeah they, they said first half of year six it'll be completely rolled out so i i assume we'll get a lot of information about it on the year reveal but yeah uh i'd like just to be clear i'm not like mad about this or, or anything but like just it's it's like stupid that <laughs> you would like write this whole blog post that tells us basically nothing and then gives us these graphics that like show show words that you don't mention at all in the blog post or blur other things out and like it's just okay yeah anyway so that's what's coming up uh excited for that year six reveal um anything else before we dive into listener questions um no i don't think so i think it would be really cool if this commending feature that hopefully comes out allows you to like commend people for using their mics for like good call outs and then it would like match yeah. you with players that like have good call outs along with other players that have good call outs so you get to play together because mm-hmm. i so i in my placements i won seven and lost three the three that i lost were three where my my team was not communicating like not a single word from the, the one we played clubhouse and they said the only thing they ever said was can i actually have castle that's all they said that was a whole thing and i was like yeah sure and then we lost that round when they had castle but <laughs> Not that I would have won it, but you know, who knows? Anyway, that's all they said that one round. And that same that same match, I told the guy, I was like, oh, dude, you should have told me you died from the hatch because we were both underneath this hatch. I died like five seconds after him. And after he died, I said, where from? Where from? He didn't reply. And in the chat, he just typed STFU. And I was like, well, you can't be mad that I want to know where you died from when I was underneath the same exact hatch and I could have maybe like, you idiot. Like, just, I don't know. And then seven I won, it was all just like other solo queue teammates that were just like communicating everything. And it was like just fun. It was a good time. So, anyway, yeah, it's I just, uh, yeah. The the communication thing. That's another thing about Siege. that's just like so frustrating. Is there's not a lot of like built in uh, like quick chat type of things. You know, like quick yeah. quick communication things. And and like I feel like people are like because like people. It's it's fine to join a casual match in a game and like you know I don't want to wear my headphones right now. Like you know I I just want right. to play the game. Right but I want to be able to hear my kids in the background or whatever else it is. Right. And so like, that's, that's totally fine. That's what quick match exists for um, in every game. Uh, but like th- that can be compensated for a lot of times when they have these quick chat options, like rocket league does, right? Like you just push a thing on the D pad and it tells your teammate that you're going for the shot or that you're going to go back and defend. And like, you can use that and like, you don't have to be on a mic and, and do it. And, and rocket league actually just completely disabled uh, voice chat. In their they, game. they actually, they brought it back. <laughs> They brought oh, did it back. They, did it was an accident. It? It's, it's supposedly fixed on some platforms, but not all. Like, of them. like it works. Like it's real chat or like it's a Rocket League voice chat. It, from what I've heard, it's like better now. Like it actually, oh, like you can hear people. So if if you don't know, Rocket League has had voice chat, like in game chat for the like since it released, but it's like complete garbage. Like it, it like doesn't pick up everything oh, yeah. you're saying. It's like choppy. Like you can't understand people. And like it's just hot garbage, but it's been in the game since day one, uh, six years ago at this point. <laughs> yep. So, but then like they randomly turned off. I guess that was a mistake. But and then yeah, now it's, it's apparently like a, it's like a running joke that Rocket League's voice chat is 
just like you get the people that say like dude your mic is trash it's like no you stupid idiot it's the voice chat have you not ever yeah. played this game yeah um anyway the point was like i think quick chat or like you know th- th- we've talked about ways they could improve pinging ping you know different operator uh, icons mm-hmm. and stuff in the ping and like that would go a long ping way whale. to fix those kinds of things i don't know how you solve like where you died from but um, yeah I, I think that's one of the things that's just almost impossible i mean that's like well it's not i was gonna say it's like league of legends if you die somewhere you don't say anything but everyone has a mini map which people suck at looking at by the way <laughs> You're still when when you're you're in the early phases. You're playing new players. When you play a jungle as a part of league, where you you basically roam around the whole map the whole time, and when people aren't looking at their mini map and can't see like your junglers in the river fighting two people, and your mid laner and bot laners can go up and come down, and they just they don't, and it's like what what are you guys doing? I don't know. Sorry, that was I just it's very frustrating sometimes. It's like being a roamer on siege with absolutely no comms. It's just like I can't help yeah, you awful. if you don't tell me that's what's actually, going on. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Okay, uh, let's jump into listener questions. Everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Uh, so, if you first of all, if you want to ask a question, there's yeah. one and only one awesome way to do that. You join the Discord server. That's, that's not true at all. What's the other one? Twitter. We don't even really read Twitter anymore. <laughs> so first I, I of all, read Twitter. I, I, I guess we do. You can send a Twitter question if you want, but nobody does, and it's like not the best way to send a question. So that's why I said that. Um, True. Anyway, join the Discord server. Just search Unrenowned Discord, and you'll find it. And you can join it, and you can ask us a question. There's a channel dedicated to it. If that's all you want to do in the Discord server, that's totally fine. Like, just come in, ask your question. Peace out. Never come back. Whatever. But uh, it'd be better if you stayed because we got a fun community there. It's like a lot of a lot of fun. Um, so do that. Ask a question, and then if you get six questions read right on the podcast, you get a special role in the Discord server called Podcast Questionnaire. Uh, you become super special. You your whole life improves. You get better grades. You get a raise at work. You uh, find a uh, prettier significant other. Uh, and yeah, yeah, everything's better when you're a podcast questionnaire. So if you get six questions read out on the podcast, then you become a podcast questionnaire. You also, best part of all the things that you get, you get access to a special Discord channel called Podcast Questionnaires, where it's only you and other questionnaires. And uh, it's it's a good time. So with that, our first question comes from Grumpy Monkey, who is a podcast questionnaire. Grumpy Monkey asks, why do you guys cut down parts of the podcast to shorten it? Personally, I listen to podcasts while I'm doing things. So having a really long podcast is great, but that could just be me. I'm not saying you should record more, but what's your reasoning in shortening it? This is a good yeah, question so I, for like back, uh, back, back room, like back. What do you call that? Behind the scenes podcast stuff. No, yeah, I, I think so. If people are listening to your podcast and there's a lot of like random stuff in there that doesn't pertain to the actual episode itself. Some people will just stop listening altogether. Like, while there's people that want to just listen to something in general, like those people exist. But if there's, there's also a ton of people that want to listen to the subject and not random stuff, and they'll just peace out when you're two minutes into talking about some random subject, which which we do all the time. Like when we talk about cereal or Halo or candy or or whatnot, like we we are definitely guilty. But there's times where we definitely shorten parts of those segments because it just goes on too long, or even we get bored talking about it and we realize that it just doesn't sound good. And yeah. so you just cut it out to keep the listeners listening. Yeah, and just to add to that, like if like with a podcast, you just have to remember that there's different kinds of listeners, right? So like um there are the people like Grumpy Monkey who listen every week and like are just like love the podcast and like they would if we just like live streamed uh, that's true every other week if we just like live stream for six hours a day like grumpy monkey would be there for most of it just like listening to our our chatter or whatever right and like those fans are awesome but also you have people who are like just like to hear about siege and once we start talking about other things they're disinterested and and like they just like are not gonna sit there and listen to us ramble about random things for too long and those people right now like at this very moment that we're talking about this are like checking out right like they're skipping past or they're like just turning off the podcast and so you have to like really balance that and then you have like the third listener who is like the new listener right and this new listener doesn't know who we are they don't care about us they came for a specific thing they came because they're looking for talk about siege or maybe like the the title of the episode was like something that they were looking for 
And so if you go too far off of that thing, like you've completely lost their interest and they're frustrated because you're not talking about what they came here to to hear, right? And so like then you lose that person. Obviously, you want to convert those people into regular listeners. Um, so you, you, you like with a podcast or really with anything, like whether it's a YouTube video or streaming or like any like content like that, you really have to balance, um, you know, like off topic versus on topic kind of stuff. And obviously it depends, like some podcasts are different than others. And like, that's kind of more their style where they go more rambly and that like, that's fine. They do three hour like giant bomb cast is like one of the most popular gaming podcasts that exists. They go for three hours and like, they'll go way off topic and talk like their intro a sequence like before they even start talking about like games like like specifically like they'll talk for like half an hour just like chatting and like but that's that works for them and that's great and like that's fine um but yeah like you, you just have to find that right balance and for us that right balance is being very careful about not overindulging on things that uh that are not siege related so there's your answer and it's probably like that that answer itself was too long uh it's like it's so meta that we gave this like really long answer about this thing that's off topic. Um, but anyway, uh, there goes all those uh, listeners. We're trying to yeah, convert. they're gone. Hopefully, they they stick around for the next question because this is a good yeah, this is a good one. Schmidtstein says, "What would you think about removing Strip altogether from Clubhouse? I think there is a hostage objective there, but oh well. More maybe like a tunnel, <laughs> like canals, that goes through showers to sub that goes into Moto. Yes, I." completely agree because the only thing that happens over there ever and in pro league it's played a little bit differently um because they actually try to like hold that for like uh i was gonna say ganks but for like flanks and stuff and like quick runouts um but the only thing that happens over there is like the random spawn peaks or random runouts that just don't add Mm -hmm. i i don't feel like adds to the map at all and no one's Mm -hmm. ever over there because there's it's not connected to anything and it's just its own part of the map and then when you have random the random lurker who's just like waiting for somebody to enter that way. And like, you're just not being that careful because it's strip club. Who cares? But like, right. you're just sitting in a corner. Yeah. The, the, um, the, like when you have hostage objective over there, then it's like the only part of the map that's played and you have the whole other part of the map that's not even touched. Cause it's like, why would I go into cash or CCTV or garage or anything? If the yeah. objective is strip club, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I do think that that, I think Clubhouse could use like another small rework. I think their first rework was really, really awesome, but it could use another quick little small one just to mm-hmm. remove that part of the map. Mm-hmm. I think would be pretty good. Yeah, you could either completely delete it or just like you know, there's there's that hallway that's like right outside bathroom and billiards. Like you could just basically make the whole thing like that, just a hallway that goes across, you know. And like I don't know, like it like it, it'd be nice to have a little bit of a buffer there because you do have a an objective right there in the bar. But I guess mm-hmm. the pool room isn't an objective anymore, or it used to be, right? It used to, the pool room is not part of the objective, right? No. Yeah. So, I so I guess that's so. a buffer in and of itself. So you, you could you could just completely delete that whole thing and just have like the door where the where the uh, billiards and bathroom come out. Just have that be the exterior door. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's actually a really good idea. Cool kid seven eight two one one. There's a lot of cool kids out there. It's good he was able to get that number. Uh, <laughs> how do you guys feel about Master Chief being in Fortnite? Did you know about this? Yeah, I didn't know about this. I think I linked this to you, actually. I screenshotted it. Oh, uh, I, I think I knew about that before that. But, I uh, think you did. Yeah, you said you he's in Mandalorian is also a thing that Fortnite's doing right now, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I I will say I I was just a little annoyed at first. Like it's just stupid because it's like, and they have a little warthog that he can ride in, but it's like the smallest. Like it it just he looks dumb riding in it. Like it looks like a yeah big kid trying to ride a small kid's bike. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It it just kind of puts shame to Master Chief a little bit. But yeah, well, Fortnite it's Fortnite's whatever. a silly game. Like it's it's not ever meant to be taken seriously. And if it introduces some kids to Halo, like cool, I guess. It's really interesting. So, like, my nephews uh, came over Thanksgiving and they're staying with us. And, like, uh, they're like the oldest one's like 12, maybe. And there's like three of them from like age eight to 12. So, um, they're like big into Fortnite and stuff. And, like, basically, they're big into free to play games, right? So, like, Among Us on mobile was like they play all the time Fortnite, um, uh, the Modern Warfare, what's it called? Warzone. Um, Warzone. But it's just so interesting because, like, the way kids play games nowadays is so different from the way, like, we did when we were kids because, like, split screen isn't really a thing anymore. 
and like multiplayer these days is pretty much all like online multiplayer and it's all like single like halo is really the only game that still does split screen multiplayer online right um and like and halo's not just that big anymore and so anyway like it, it was just so interesting like playing with them because like i i would like introduce them to halo i was like hey you guys want to play halo together you know with the four of us and like sometimes they would but most of the time they were more interested at taking turns playing Fortnite than like than like playing halo together uh it was also very funny because like at home they have an xbox a playstation and a switch and they all play Fortnite together because it has cross play so they play Fortnite together on those devices but it, like they're all on their own screen so it's like first that alone is like a different experience but then on top of that like they don't really share the consoles so like even though they own an Xbox at home, like one of the kids was having trouble with the controller because he didn't know what the buttons were. And I'm like, you own an Xbox. He's like, yeah, but I played the PlayStation. It's like they each have their own console. It was just like, it's so weird. Like, it, like <laughs> the way kids experience games these days is so different. And it's like primarily because split screen died and like free to play is everything. So like if it's not Fortnite, it doesn't matter because they don't have it. Right. So like, it's just, yeah. it's so weird. Um, but anyway, that's just a random story. Um, it's blank my turn? pencil. Yeah. No, your turn. No, it's my turn. Uh, blank pencil is our next question. He is a new podcast questionnaire because this is Yay. his sixth question in six different episodes. He says, "Do you think gadgets will continue to get more confusing? And if so, is this the right direction for the game to continue adding complexity for longtime players versus simplicity to gain new players and allow those who have not played in a while to jump in quickly?" I had to tell a diamond player in my casual game that they could drive or throw their drone into their Rooney field because they hadn't been keeping up with updates. In addition, what was the most recent simple operator that didn't take long to figure out how they worked? For me, the last time I didn't have to look up a myth-busting guide to feel comfortable with how a new op work was Maverick two years ago. Even in that update, Clash was a quite confusing for the first few weeks. Um, I Okay, I, I think it is the wrong direction for the game. However, I do think that they are going to continue to get more confusing and complex. I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. get simpler. They haven't added yeah. the last very simple gadget they had was Frost. I guess Maverick is a good like blowtorch, but even that, it's like oh, that can go through hard walls. Like Frost was like the last like very basic like oh, this is a mat that you it's, it's a, bear a bear trap. trap. If you yeah. step on you, you know, like that's the last one they did. That was forever ago. So I mean, so Oryx Oryx is pretty simple, although he does come with like random things. Like why can Oryx jump through hatches? How is that part yeah. of charging through walls? Um, and they, yeah, yeah, I guess even the charging through walls has become complicated with like, oh, you can also knock people down and it does this and like, but he takes as much damage. And then once, once he's gone through a wall, he can't do it again for this long. It's like, just, I don't understand why, 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 Um, yeah, there, I'm looking through this list of operators and there's not a lot of simplicity here. I, I honestly would say the last one that I, I was, I didn't have any questions about was Frost. That was Mira. forever. It was pretty simple. I guess Mira is pretty simple, actually. That's a good point. Mira um, is pretty dang simple. Well, yeah, and then the other ones that like they could have been like Ella. Ella is mostly simple, but then she comes with like that weird interaction with Sophia, and just like so they they just come with like these random things that are weird and different. And it's like why 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 can't the gadget be the differentiator? Yeah. So I don't know, but I I do think they need to be simpler because the i mean a rooney is by far the most complex weirdest gadget i've ever encountered in siege and least intuitive it doesn't it doesn't look like an indestructible gadget and it's just so strange it's mm-hmm. just so weird um yeah and, and i know anyway. you know, like i know you you dislike the legacy playlist because of the attachment issues but like this is where it's so fun because like it's just so simple and like all the gadgets are self-explanatory sure. and like it's just so fun to not have to deal with all this like extra complexity um so i i really love it i'm sad it's going away uh ironic asked you possibly get asked this question a lot but out of all the operators whose gadget do you find the coolest and the least cool it doesn't have to be good in game or fun to play just a cool and creative idea Mine would be Nook, Finca, or Aruni, with the most boring gadgets being Sledge, Monty, and Bandit. Okay, it's funny because I I am almost opposite of what he says, but I think the coolest ones are like Monty and Sledge. It's like a sledgehammer that goes through walls. Like, no, it's not like the most creative <laughs> thing, but it's just so cool. Like, he's and Monty just has a giant shield that he walks around with. Like, I just think those are so cool and fun. 
Yeah, I, the, the Monty one's pretty cool that it's like this full body shield that extends. Like, that's really cool. Uh, Fuse is super cool. Like, yeah, if you had that in like a war situation, like, that's so cool. Um, OP is what it is. Yeah, it's way OP. Uh, let's see. Who else is. Nook is super cool. It just doesn't work in any useful way. So stupid, but that's cool in Can concept. I... I, I the the name Aruni is too close to Amaru. Can I just say that? They're just too close. <laughs> they're they're both like newer operators, and they're both start with an A and like a weird name you've never heard before, like and just kind of similar in like number of letters and vowels, like Amaru Aruni. Like they they can get confused pretty quickly. I feel yeah. like yeah. I I th- I think this is part of the problem too with the game. They're the names of the operators are getting worse. Like, Aruni, what is that? Like, why is that yeah, the they, name? They used to be very much based on what their gadget was. And, like, they've really, really started to stray away from that. Like, probably starting with, like, Ying. Like, I don't know if Ying means anything in, in Chinese or whatever, but, like, Ying and then Zofia, Ella, Dokabi, Vigil, kind of. I think that kind of goes with him. I also I don't know if dokumi means anything in Japanese. Um but like you go down, yeah, like it starts alibi it makes sense. But like Maverick, what does that have to do with what he does? Uh Kaid, you know, like you start getting into this like, oh, like this person's from this country, so we're gonna do a, a name or a word in that language that has nothing to do with their gadget. And yeah. I actually thought it was really cool when it was like, you know, Fuse. That's a cool name. That's a cool operator yeah, name. It's <laughs> like, yeah. I get it. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's that for my ironic. Uh, Happy Quinn 69. Right, this is a question for you, Ryan. Do you think Yay. that you would be able to wiggle out of a bear trap? That's the question. A, like a regular bear trap or a frost bear trap? Well, you a go off with the question, then I'll give you some, some context. It just says bear trap. Uh, I think not at all. I think a bear trap, like a real bear trap, would just snap your leg. It might even cut all the way through your leg. I don't know. It's, ah, it yeah. sounds really bad. It would definitely break your leg. Uh, I think I would lay there and die in just agony. <laughs> That's what I Probably think. true. So here's the context. I was there. I was playing Siege, and I hopped over a window and got caught yes. on a stupid frost mat. And I sat there until I bled out, and I was like... After like ten seconds, I should be able to like finally wiggle out of this thing. Like if I just keep pressing A W or A whatever it is, A D and like wiggle, like after ten seconds of doing that, it should just like break and I should be able to move on with like five health or whatever. Like you have to come secure the killer. You can't just like, oh, someone's down a frost mat, don't worry about him anymore. It's like, well, come on. Been here for fifteen seconds now. Like, let me wiggle out of this dumb thing. I can make a bunch of noise or something, but yeah, I saw that happen to you on stream, and I saw you complaining about that. And I, I think you're totally wrong. Frost is like, she does not need a nerf. Like, she's not. That's well, not nerf. A That's the thing, though. It's not. It totally How is. How often is it? You can no. get out of the trap. How often is it? How often is it that you actually last more than two seconds after getting on a frost? Like, okay, frost is for- there in like a second to make sure she gets the kill instead of someone else taking it. Regardless of how often it happens, that undeniably makes frost weaker if you can get out of her traps versus dying in her traps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably true, <laughs> yeah, uh, and also like most of the time they are going to secure the kill, and then if they don't, like that's a big risk for them unless they like know exactly yeah. where the other teammate is. Like it's a big risk for them to leave you there to it be is. revived, and like yes. so, that, like if if they're willing to put that out there and let you sit there and just bleed out, then I think that's fine. Well, you know, I think after fifteen seconds or something, you should be able to get a dumb thing. Let me just see. I well, it, it doesn't really make sense that it kills you. That, to be fair, like why would that? Why would that kill you? Well, I don't know, but I, I, I think, I think everybody should be able to either, either this. Sophia needs to lose withstand, or everybody needs to be able to withstand. Sophia should lose withstand. <laughs> fair. Well, then there should be no, there should be no wiggling out of frost traps, and if that's the case, um. Can Sophia withstand out of a frost trap? I don't think so. No, she cannot. But I think Finca can revive you out of a frost trap. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, that's a, I think that's so. Of much interest. Of much interest. Which totally that makes sense our, because uh, obviously nanobots break bear traps. Right. Yeah. Everything that Finca does makes complete real life sense. Not confusing nanobots. at all in any way whatsoever. Uh, History Channel aliens guy meme. 
with caption nanobots. Do you not know this meme? I, you wouldn't know no. if you saw it. The guy that says Probably. aliens. He's got the crazy hair. Nope. Oh, wow. Guys, Chris is just... what a, If I saw it, I'm sure I would know it, but I'm not getting it off your description. What a meme noob. Okay. I, uh, I don't know if I can do this podcast with you anymore. Okay. Uh, um, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can uh, come back in two weeks for the next episode. New episodes every other Monday. Next episode of Unrenowned will be out. Um, also, don't forget to go to drinkmaw.com slash r6pod and get your free tub of Maw Energy. Uh, and uh, let's see, what else? What else? Follow us on Twitch and YouTube. I'm Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. And I am just hello with three O's. Oh, oh, oh. You can also follow us on Twitter at r6unrenowned. And don't forget to join the Discord. Um... Chris, let me show you this aliens meme. I'm sure yeah, you're going to Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Okay, uh, come through. while we're doing this, I have a feature request for Discord. Okay. When you're in a voice chat... Oh, really? He's never seen this I meme. never. Uh-uh. And I know this is the proper forum for uh, feature requests for Discord, so that's why I'm saying it. When you're in a voice chat with people, you should be able to like right click the title of the voice chat and do like start direct message or something with everybody who's in there because a lot of times it's like mm-hmm. we have our our like IRL friends private server where we play games and stuff and we have like our kind of basically our group text channel right that, that we just run through discord but then like sometimes we're playing with like uh, people who are not within that close group of friends but like but they're on playing with us and we want to like send out like a link to something or whatever and so like, oh, yeah, we drop it in our like group chat. But then that person's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> like, they're not in the group chat. Yeah. And like, out. it would be so nice just to be able to like, like anytime that you are in a voice channel with people, that should be like, there should be a quick link to start a text chat. Just like with send those a channel. People. Yeah. Yeah. So, that would, actually, that's a good point. That's my best Discord feature recommendation. I agree with that. I, um, you guys, I will say this having covid and streaming for nine hours a day it's the best excuse to be playing video games literally all day long that's all i've done the last few days it's it's been great pretty good one um there was also the uh the other fact of just goodbye